Foodies. Welcome to the Salmon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Cheyenne M. Davis. They're lifestyle journalists who talks about pop culture, fat liberation, sex, and kink with bylines in The Verge, Bustle, Refinery29, and more. They're a huge anime fan, they love video games, and they have a cat named Quinn. I'm so happy to have them on the show. Hey, Cheyenne. Hi, everybody. Hi, Victoria. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Well, thank you. That's awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, and the first question I usually ask every guest is, what is your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? So uh, I come from a, um, a household of divorced parents. Um, and it's so funny because one of my first experiences with Sailor Moon that I remember is that my dad, had he was living in Jersey at the time and I was living in Georgia, he recorded um, like the whole first two seasons when Toonami would do those marathons and he sent me the VHS. Um, and that's something that I still have in Georgia. I don't have it in my possession now, but that's like one of my fondest memories and one of my first memories. Oh my God. I love that. Wait, does, do the VHS still have the commercials? Yes. Oh my God. That's like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there's something about like, there's definitely like this, I have nostalgia of course, for like Sailor Moon and like, I have some old VHS tapes from like Cartoon Network. But to have, like, a full, like, two seasons with commercials is amazing. Because, <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm sure there are so many I probably even forgot about. Right. Same. Honestly, I haven't seen... I haven't seen that tape in almost o- over 20 years now. Um, it's been a very long time. But I, if when I go back to Georgia, I do want to find the tapes and try to find a working VHS player so that I can look at them and get my life. Because I really need to do that. Yeah, please do. I got. I have a working VHS player somewhere. We will get together and figure this out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I still have this, the original Sailor Moon movies on VHS, and I'm like, I'm never getting rid of them because you can't find the original dub anymore. No, you can't. Even though they have Sailor Moon S um, mm-hmm. on Netflix now, it's still not the same. Yeah, they. I mean, the voices are different, and mm-hmm. the um, you know the. Music's different, which is like the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I need, I need carry on and all those, all those stuff. Um, but uh, what would you say is your favorite like episode or moment from Sailor Moon? I have a few favorite moments. Um, so one of my to hear that. so my first favorite moment is the episode where the Negaverse, and this was during Queen Beryl's reign, R.I.P. Legend. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Queen Beryl had. Said, uh, I think it was Jedi to do that fake ass gym. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and they were taking everybody's energy and life force because they were being fat phobic. And you know, Usagi who eats everything. And honestly speaking, Usagi is giving tourists, but she's not. That's a whole another conversation. But um, listen, okay, I, go ahead. Is she's giving tourists? I, I don't care what anyone says. But um, she loves to eat and she just loves to indulge in everything. But she was eating, and they were like oh, you're so fat, you need to go to the gym, which is problematic as fuck, but whatever. And she gets to the gym and then realizes that this is not even a gym. It's a fact, um, a cesspool that they are using to take everyone's life force. But the one thing that stuck with me in that moment, and I really watched it again as an adult and it really just hit me, um, you know, with the PSAs at the end of the episode when she talks about how just loving your body, period, and not letting people define it, um, that stuck with me, especially as someone who believes in fat liberation. I think that's very important because it's about just embracing your body period, regardless of where you are with it, but also not allowing others to define you or define your body because it's about having autonomy. So even Sailor Moon teaching young non-men, well, young girls and young non-men period about um, 
body autonomy, just autonomy period is very important. I'm, I'm very interested um, in seeing that. Another moment that I love, um, another moment that I love, well, I, okay, I don't want to say love per se, I have, but like, I love to like hate on it because Usagi is such a pick me. Um, she's one of my least favorite Sailor Scouts and I know that she's the main one, but like, she's one of my least favorites. This moment where, because remember when her and Ray kind of had a falling out because Mamaru started dating Ray for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one episode, I forgot the name, I think it's in season four or five, where Mamaru goes over to Ray's house and he has to quote unquote study or whatever. And so you, Usagi literally puts on like this ninja outfit just to stalk him and like proceeds to just see what the hell he's doing. And I'm like, girl, you really wasting all that time on this nigga of all people? Um, That's so funny. That's so true. I'm like, you really waste, girl, Mamaru of all people? No, absolutely not. Um, Another moment that I liked was this episode where Ami had to go, um, she was supposed to go to Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, And and like, they had this really touching moment because they thought she was leaving them for good. And then she... Then she had this fight with this monster in the swimming pool and then everything was good. That was a cute episode too because Ami, I'm a Virgo, so I love my Mercurial Queen. Um, she's not my favorite, but she still she still has my heart. Hotaru is actually my favorite uh, Sailor Scout. But um, that moment was touching for me too because just the themes of friendship and togetherness and, and femhood and sisterhood um, were really apparent in Sailor Moon and that's something that still draws me to the anime every time. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes too. Just seeing like Mercury, um, or Amy, Ami, um, and either one is fine. Uh, yeah, like thinking like she's gonna leave, and then they give her the the transformation uh, sticks, and she comes back, and it's just it's such a touching episode. Um, I love that example you brought up too about the gym because it was like a. Like, oh, this was a trap. Like, this wasn't. And at the end, she does give, like, the Sailor Moon says, like, you know, love yourself, love your body. Because the show does have issues, I think, with fat phobia sometimes. Like, it does. And I think, I love that you brought up that example. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, they did have at least that one uh, <laughs> point where they kind of, like, were a little bit better about it. Um, right. And I completely agree with you about Usagi. Um, being a Taurus, even though she's a Cancer, because I'm a Taurus. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> and I'm yes. just like, I identify with her so much, and I'm like, she gives me so much Taurus energy. Um, but she does. Yeah, I mean, she, um, she is very emotional, also though. So I guess, yeah. And the and another thing that I loved about Sailor Moon is that it really helped me um, identify my queerness because even though um, they never painted Sailor, it's it's. Sailor Uranus is Haruka or is it Haruka? I know it starts with an H. Har- Haruka. Um, yeah, Haruka and I forgot Neptune's name. Michiru. Uh, it's, Michiru. Yes, mm-hmm. but their relationship, even though they tried to paint them as uh, cousins in the Cloverwave de- edit, which by the way, I can't do Cloverwave. At first I could, but now I'm just like, no, that's not the best. Yeah. The, the American dub is not the best version. The one that we know on Toonami is really not the best version because it's not Darian, it's Mamaru, it's not Serena, it's Usagi. I, I I definitely think that we need to stick to the original edit, but um for the dub version. But um just seeing them clearly be in a queer relationship um helped me recognize that something was in me and I noticed that as a kid too, because I just felt so drawn and so just happy with seeing their relationship and I was like you know what that's gonna be me someday <laughs> so so I definitely would say shout out to Sailor Moon for really helping me um realize who I am as a person 
Yeah, I love that. It's so true. It's, I've noticed that happens with a lot of people, and I'm really happy that it showed that representation. Even, you know, not the original deep dub that made them cousins, because that was ridiculous. I said, but... child, y'all know damn well they ain't no damn cousins. I said, please, don't even, like, you, yeah. you can see it from a mile away. Girl, bye. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they are so cute. And I love that they're, like, the most, like, they have the healthiest relationship in the whole show. Yes, like, they absolutely do. Soggy and Mamoru are not healthy. Like, at all. No. <laughs> no one else Child. has a healthy relationship on that show. Not at all. <laughs> and I love that the one healthy relationship we see is a lesbian relationship, which is like beautiful. Hello. Beautiful. Um, also, what you said about Usagi before, it reminded me of that meme where it's like, why you act like that? I'm like, act like what? You know what I'm talking about? He's like, why you do the things you do? Yes. And it's like someone like doing like ridiculous. I feel like. <laughs> I kind of want to make a TikTok now with that. And like, Zagi is a ninja trying to sneak into the state. Like, like girl, really? I said, come <laughs> on now. And, and can, can we just get into to Mama real quick? Because I just need to, I just have to have to take a second. Absolutely. I talked about this on TikTok. Um, Mama Roo is literally the epitome of how cishet men just crash the party and just be regurgitating shit that was already said and not adding anything to the conversation. Because... Sailor Scouts could be getting their asses handed to them. So when like the the I think it was the Dark Moons um the the circus troupe that oh, was like season moon. four. See okay yes. So in that arc specifically, they were getting their asses handed to them every episode. Here come Tuxedo Mask, useless ass. Just you know he got to throw the rose down. And they already talked about fighting for love and justice. My nigga, why are you coming in to say the same thing and then not even fight? And then they would have to save his ass sometimes. That's a- so I'm just like, like, if listen, either you're going to do something or you're going to go home, sis. Like, I don't understand why you're here. Like, what is the reason? What is the reason? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to put that out there because no. he'd be getting on my nerves. Oh. <laughs> and then got a nerve to have an attitude problem, too, on top of that. That is so true. And I love, I'm like cracking up over here because I never realized he do just be repeating the same thing they say. Yes. And yes. it's like, I, I contributed. And it's like, did you though? Baby, you hit control <laughs> C, control V. You didn't contribute shit. <laughs> that was given copy paste. <laughs> Absolutely so true. Just facts, facts, facts. Um, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he's an interesting character. Um, you mentioned otaru sailor saturn uh, is your favorite huh why is she your favorite she's awesome but i'd like to know why because she's given mysterious sad girl vibes and that's my energy even though i don't identify as a girl that's very much my energy and i'm sticking to it also saturn is one of my favorite planets i um saturn is one of my favorite planets um sorry i'm a little tongue-tied today but um as a kid i used to have an obsession with space um, and my dad bought me like these books and like this tablet that explains the solar system to you. And I was just always drawn to Saturn. And then Hotaru just happened to be my favorite sailor scout. She's literally the destroyer of planets. Like, I feel like she could really potentially be the main one, the main sailor scout. Because even though we talk about how Usagi um, obviously is, is, is Princess Serenity. And then you have people like Minako, who is Sailor V, Sailor Venus, who who was supposed to technically be the leader of the Sailor Scouts, but both of them don't really exhibit leadership qualities because I feel like Sailor Venus is a little too vain to be a leader, and I feel like um, Usagi is just a little too too all over the place to be a, a, um, a leader too. But I think Hotara because she's that silent but deadly type, 
really could have just rocked everybody's shit and does yeah that is the absolute truth like she is super powerful and i feel like it's just maybe because she's younger and like doesn't always have control of her powers but like she's she's low-key the strongest avenger like you know <laughs> she's the strongest since she okay completely agree with you on that like i think you know sailor moon may have her sometimes but i don't know but she destroying planets like you said um and also shout out to your dad with the vhs tapes and the planet book like he he came through with the little gifts <laughs> um he he passed away in 2013 but these are things that uh-huh. i really like cherish and i'm so happy that he gifted me with one of my favorite things in the world so yeah. I, I definitely shout out to him oh and i also cosplayed him. hotaru 2 in 2014 <gasps> what i, I no, find yeah. that picture for you but no child i gotta tell you about i gotta tell you the story briefly i'm sorry i don't want to take please too much do. time no so please do i went to anime so i'm very big into like anime period i love going to conventions i was just at anime nyc two weekends ago Me too. i cosplayed as this this um great value version of tanjiro from from uh demon slayer please don't drag me but it it, it was that. given walmart rollback okay i wasn't given what no. <laughs> i wasn't i don't given... believe it I'm, I'm i don't believe it i'm no, thinking I... you you slaying demons out here <laughs> victoria listen I, listen I was cute but it wasn't given top tier but i was in i was there i was happy to okay be there. um anyway in 2014 i went to anime next um and i and I cosplayed as Sailor um, Saturn because they were having a Sailor Scout like reunion photo shoot thing. And I got real excited. But like I went with a couple of friends who were just, child, it wasn't the best choice. They weren't the best choice because they wanted to leave the convention early. And I drove my car. So we drove from the hotel to the convention center. So I had to drive them back. And I essentially missed it. But before I left, I, I ran into someone who cosplayed as Sailor Uranus. And they really weren't having the best time, but they still agreed to take a picture with me. And it's the most awkward picture on the internet, but like, <laughs> it was still a proud moment for me. Hey, you did that. That's okay. all that matters. You did right? that. I agree. Totally <laughs> agree. Oh my God. Well, I would like to see this picture because I'm like, I love to see Black women cosplaying Sailor Scouts in general. And so if you would like to share, I would love to see it. I will definitely, I will <laughs> definitely send it over to you yeah oh my god i love that though like i feel like everyone should cosplay as a sailor senshi at least one in their once in their life because it's really fun would you ever do it again oh for sure i think i would do like i wanted i love setsuna too so i might do a uh, sailor pluto next because mm-hmm. i i just got a press pass for katsukon so i might um i'm definitely gonna cosplay while i interview people for sure but i'm thinking about doing um sailor pluto Ooh, okay i love that that's the staff and the boots and you know the the half up half down here so yeah. i'm sorry but setsuna was a bad bitch like i just shout out to her because even just when she came in in season season five um just the way that she just commanded the room and didn't even like she didn't have to be nasty about it she was just cool calm and collected and just fuck shit up <laughs> so i love I, I think the senshi are the best sailor scouts period in terms of skill in terms of just being held together and also i think it's because they were sailor scouts a lot longer than the other the the main inner planets were so they definitely were not new to the game they were definitely true to the game um and it was apparent that they were more like the senior class while the other group were, were the sophomores if we want to make a, a comparison yeah, I think that's right. Sometimes I would like tall the outer senshi, like the um, 
like the OG, like big cousins yep. kind of thing. Yeah. And I like what you said too, like the seniors. Cause that's so true. Like they are definitely just like, we've been around the block. We know what we're doing. Like get out the way. Like if you're not helping. Yeah, like y'all, y'all really just struggling over something that didn't even require struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I totally feel that. And I love, I love Katara too. I mean, I love all the scouts. I think, um, yeah, Sailor Saturn is amazing in her power for sure. Um, and you are also amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you are a writer. You do a lot of cool stuff. Um, tell me your origin story. Like, how did you decide you want to become a writer? I also I didn't mention it earlier, but you founded the uh, Unveiled magazine. How did that come about? Like, tell um, me, tell me everything. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you my origin story, child. Um, so many moons ago, when I was a kid, um, I've always had an affinity for writing, um, and I would let, write like little short stories. And then, as I got older, um, I started writing fan fiction, um, which I will never give y'all the link to that because <laughs> I read Cheers. it recently. <laughs> I was seventeen. I'm real embarrassed. Um, Hot ass mess express. But I've always liked writing and loved writing. And so um, when I was in college, I was asked, well, no, let me, let me take a step back really quick. When I was in college, I, um, I had a, a blog called The Cheyenne Hour. And it was basically a blog where I would just talk about my experiences and just talk about things that I, I wanted to ramble on. One of the things I talked about was um, the intersections of anime and feminism where um, I talked about like Howl's Moving Castle and Sailor Moon and all different types of anime. And I talked about um, about Haku from Naruto. And that was a very interesting time because I was also trying to understand my identity because I didn't know if I identified as a woman. And I talked about how um, how potentially Haku could represent a non-binary character. And now, five years later, I myself am that non-binary character that I was talking about. Now I'm the non-binary character. So it's very interesting to see how my writing um, was also the genesis of me exploring my gender and my identity slash personhood, period. So at that same time in 2017, um, I was asked to host like a body positive, uh, body liberation event. And I went, this is when I was an undergrad at Rutgers and the Rutgers Targ, Daily Targum is the, um, the school newspaper. So somebody from the school newspaper had interviewed me and I talked about like my blog and stuff. And then like a week later, they hit me up and they were like, yo, like I read your blog, like this is cool. Would you like to write for us and just continue your blog there? So I was like, absolutely. So I brought the Cheyenne Hour to the Daily Targum and it was so well received that they wanted me to write in print. But once they wanted me to write in print, they kind of wanted me to write other stuff that didn't really matter to me. So I stopped writing for them. But then um, I was writing, I wrote a couple of pieces for other people and I continued to write more of my, my, my blog experiences. And then in grad school, I didn't write as much because I was focusing more on like my grad studies. But then at when COVID hit, um, I was like, I can't find a job. I just graduated with a master's. Um, Nika's trying to eat. So what am I going to do? So I went back to writing. Um, and somebody's like, well, you know, you can write for, for Madame Noir. And that's how I kind of um, re, re, um, reinvigorated my, my love of writing. But it was also getting paid for it, too. So that's always a plus always a plus especially in journalism because okay okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay quick to talk don't about get me, yeah don't get me started <laughs> that's a whole other podcast <laughs> 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 
Oh, well, first, I don't know. Can we at least know what your fan fiction was about? Oh, child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going down a rabbit hole. I'm not going to lead y'all too far. I'm going to just give you just enough. Okay. Um, so basically, and I'm actually writing a piece about this currently about how, like, I had my sexual awakening from writing fan fiction. Um, because I went to an all-white high school, and I just, and at that time, I also, I'm realizing now as an adult, um, that I was, um, that I was on the asexual spectrum and still am in some regards, um, where, like, I enjoyed sexual things and had sexual desires, but, like, I didn't want to participate in sex, but I found the, the conduit to, like, deal with that was my writing. So a lot of times I would be, like, having these relationships with, like, these anime characters that I loved. <laughs> And like mm. these, in these video game characters, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassing my own self. No, you in are these... in a safe space. Like, um, listen, I ha- I just <laughs> thought about anime characters. <laughs> oh, okay, and these video game characters that I love too. Like, mm. I wrote one that was real popular. Listen, Cloud, um, Cloud was yeah, fine. Yeah, girl. <laughs> when I no, why was I in a whole relationship with this man? <laughs> I said, I had to break up with Tifa and everything. Like, it was a mess. I had so much drama. When I tell you I had so much drama and edge, like, it was a whole other place. But um, I wrote about them. I wrote about Naruto. I wrote about Bleach. I also wrote about, uh, what else did I, I wrote about a bunch of different things. But um, during my time writing a fan fiction, I had, like, a mentor that I met on the site and she would read my writing and, like, tell me what to change and what I could add or what I, I could take away and, like, leaving me feedback. So I just love how, even in, in that space, I recognize how big the writing community was and how much support was in the writing community, even from people that you've never met before. So I definitely, um, I'm so happy that I met this person, too, virtually, who has really kind of even led to my success today. That is really cool. That is really cool. See, that was not like that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah though I, I feel that completely though i was definitely daydreaming about a few different characters in my, okay. in my days <laughs> okay but shout out to mentorship <laughs> um i also want to talk about your cowboy bebop piece like i love cowboy bebop and for some reason i never put it with afrofuturism and i saw this headline and i was just like this is so cool and you about to be on the podcast so like we got to talk about it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, yeah. How did you so, yeah, come up with this? Okay. So I was, I was in my room and I was um, high. Um, Cause I, I smoke weed sometimes. And I think that's, a, that's another form of journalism I'm trying to get into, but mm. it's another it's podcast and another conversation. But anyway, um, and I was talking to my friend and like, I was thinking about, um, the, the live action coming out and I was just ruminating on my thoughts around that and I just go to my friend on FaceTime I'm like you know what I feel like there's a link between Afrofuturism and and um Cowboy Bebop I just don't know what it is but I'm gonna get to the bottom of it so at first my friend's like well you know I don't know what you're thinking but I'm a tr- I trust you and so I, I, I mapped it out I, I talked to different people I got their perspectives um and honestly, truly, Victoria, it took me a while to, to get this piece picked up because a lot of people were not fucking with Division. And of course not because a lot of white, what the fuck do white editors know about, about Afrofuturism? Like, uh, a whole other podcast. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, hello. So, <laughs> correct. So like, um, when I, they, when the Verge finally was like, you know what, we, we like this and we want to take it. Um, I was like, all right, cool. And I, and I interviewed a bunch of people. Well, I, first I reached out to a lot of people on Twitter and then that tweet alone amassed 
almost 900 retweets. Oh my god. <laughs> in less than 24 hours. So I was like, I, I woke up the next day and I was like, holy fuck. How am I answering all these people? So, um, I picked, uh, I picked some people, some people I knew, some people, um, I, I met through Twitter and I, I talked to two Afrofuturist, um, experts and I spoke to Bo Billingsley who voiced Jet in the original, um, the, the US dub of Cowboy Bebop, the anime. That's amazing. When yeah. I tell you, I was shook as fuck after that conversation. I was like, wow, <laughs> like me, I'm, I'm truly honored. And he and he contacted me the day right before the, it was due and was like, you know, I know your deadline is right there, but if you want to talk, I'm still here to chat. So it was a last minute surprise that really helped me wrap the the article in a nice little bow. So yeah, um, to, no pun intended. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I, I'm, you know, I, that's one of my favorite pieces I've, I've written actually. And I was really happy to write it because for the longest time I was being pigeonholed into writing things that were like trauma porn and I wanted to get to a place where I'm like, you know what? Um, part of me as a black person and my liberation politic is, is about centering joy, even though and understanding that I can use my traumas and my pain as information, but not as a definition of who I am as a person. And that I, I think the joy would be a more dis- definitive, um, experience as to who I am as a person than my pain is. And so right, right now I've just been using, um, different pieces to talk about things that black people love and how they uplift black people i love that yeah yeah people need to understand that we are not just one thing like black people like various types of things we can talk about different things we have so many different interests um yeah but i I never even thought about this too like i'm kind of looking through the piece now and just the idea of how they how jazz is using this show like alone and then you know jet's character and this was a really cool. Like you were on something, you were on to something. Well, the, I was, the, child, I was on something. But... Well, you was on something, but you was also on to something. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> With this, because yeah, I'm like looking through it. I'm just like, oh my god! Like as you're making points, I'm like, this makes so much sense, and I never thought about it before. It's super cool. Yeah. Congrats. This is dope. And I hope you get to do more like this. Me too. Um, I just wrote an article about um, video games. Another one. Because I wrote Ooh. I wrote one. The, the art, one of the articles I wrote prior to this one was about Skyrim. Because Skyrim um, turned 10 last month. Um, and I love Skyrim. So I talked about that. And I, I, I interviewed a bunch of black people about their experiences with the game. And why they love it. And why it brings them peace. And then I just wrote an article for Pop Sugar. It's coming out soon. Um, but it's about like why black people still can't see themselves in games because the customization engines are fucking trash. Um, so I, and I love Animal Crossing, I do, but I had to rip them to shreds because why the fuck y'all don't got no box braid? True. How? They just added like Afro puffs, right? Or something? Yeah, and they added, they recently... added a fade gel. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. Oh. But, but like, not them trying to turn it into 2k that should have me weak as fuck right i'm like this is cute but y'all really are not doing what y'all need yeah no that's an important piece because there's so many video games i play and i'm sure you've played and it's like dang can i get a shade like darker like can i get some different hairstyles like black people have more than two so yeah um also have you ever heard of sex magic Mm-hmm. Or sex magic? I do sex magic. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 oh, so you already so know. Another, another conversation for another podcast. Um, but I uh, I read tarot cards and I also um, 
am a witch, so I, I do all types of magic. I do glamour work, I do sex magic, I do manifestation work, I do like shadow work. Well, everybody that does magic should really be doing shadow work because you really need to heal and release some things so that you can bring other things in. So that's a given. True. But I, 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 I definitely do sex magic, absolutely. Okay, well, you already know, so I don't I just learned about it um, in a recent episode with um, Ashley Chubby yeah, Bunny. Yeah, I'm cool with her. I love Ashley. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, so so you, maybe you should talk to her there. I was about to be like, I should introduce y'all. We already know each other. Um, She's trying to get into cannabis, too, and she did sex magic. She talked about this on the show. She did sex magic, Um, to, and she tried to channel, you know, getting more into the cannabis industry and she's saying she's been getting a lot of you know like people reaching out mm-hmm. recently after she did it saying you know no, let's talk about cannabis you know da, 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 da. so it's been working for her so i remember you said you want to get into cannabis hit her up that's all i'm saying yeah I'm definitely <laughs> yeah oh that's good to hear okay cool yeah she's dope mm-hmm. um and you're dope so i feel like you're yeah. dope too Yay, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Come on, um, circle of dopeness. Right, right. Look at that. <laughs> That's what happens when you get okay. Especially femmes and non femmes. Okay. Hello? <laughs> or, or non. Because yeah. at least we won't be gatekeeping shonen, okay? Hold, wait, hold on, right? wait, hold on. Wait, that's another thing. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, Victoria. But um, no, go recently ahead, in a Twitter it. space, they had like Twitter Twitter court. And so somebody brought up the case of cishet men gatekeeping um, and mansplaining anime. So, of course, I had to be the prosecutor because I could not remain silent on that topic. And I was just on another podcast about video games of black people where I literally just went off for like two minutes about how much disdain I have for this. But when black men try to mansplain shit like One Piece, the most straightforward shit that you could ever find. Oh, my God. Or mansplain like any anime. And then when you try to tell them about the anime that you watch, well, what episode of this season... And, and what scene in this episode it's, it's like they have to ask you the most um obscene and uh, most obscure questions about shit that don't even matter and it'd be a, a filler episode that nobody has watched so like mm-hmm. i hate it here but yeah i, I just I'm, and i'm sorry like i'm all over the place but i just can't <laughs> yeah it's so frustrating but enough about cis <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, um, yeah Oh, I see that you're a Beach House fan, and I have I never heard of them until I came across your profile. Um, so I would like to know what's like a good song for a beat, like a a person who's never heard their music to like listen to their music. That is such a good question. Um, so I wrote an article about how their music saved my life because, and even though I know they're a white band, and um, I listen I listen to all types of music. Okay, I listen to some ratchet shit, but then I also listen to some Sixpence None the Richer shit. Like I can go. I can go from fucking um, 21 Savage to fucking Kylie Minogue in like eight seconds. Okay, I don't care. But, um... Yes, I love that. <laughs> Beach, but Beach House really, like, um, changed my life because it just gave meaning to, like, how I was feeling as a person. And it also gave me the language to say that you can change a girl's person. Um, but some songs that I would recommend, well, an album I would recommend to start with is Depression Cherry. That's It's one of their more well-known albums even though people say some of their previous works prior to that are better i don't agree i think that's we should start there and then um the two songs that i love the three songs excuse me i love the most well i love the whole album but levitation the the song that the, the album starts with um space song and then um 
Wildflower, those are all those are all great songs. Some other good songs to get into from them from other albums. There's a, an album called um, Bloom. Bloom has some great hits on it. They have a, a song called Other People that's great. Um, I like this other song called Myth from that album, and then the song called uh, Wishes. That whole album is good too. I, I personally like most of their work, um, but if I had to pick some songs from that album, I would definitely say that. And then the last album I would recommend, um, well, not the whole thing because I feel like if you you kind of really have to get into their music. But there's this album they have called Thank Your Lucky Stars, and on that album there's um, Majorette, which is a bop. She's so lovely, which is lovely as fuck, and um, rough song rough song is a cute song it's not i don't want to say cute like it's cute but like it's it's a cute little bop i like it so i definitely think that they have a bunch of things that you can get into um one recommendation i would say is just take your time and don't really rush into their music because sometimes you have to sit with it and really be like well i didn't like this now but maybe two months later you like oh you know what i really fuck with this now because that happened with me too that's definitely happened with me. Like, I also, like, Ingrid Michaelson and Kate Nash are, like, two of my favorite artists. Yes. And so I completely feel that. I wrote down all these songs. I'm already loving, like, these song titles. Like, I'm like, this is my jam. Yes. Like, I just, I don't know. Something about some certain song titles, you can just tell you're going to like it. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm definitely going to check out Beach House after this. I'm super excited. They seem dope. I just, like, Googled them um, right after we confirmed the interview and I was just like, oh, let me see. Um, but I haven't listened to any songs yet, so I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, what would you say is your favorite piece of nerd merch that you own? And it could be like anything. So right now, um, I, I've been wearing this. I've been wearing this shit till the brakes fall off. But um, I have a Tanjiro jacket that I've been wearing. And honestly speaking, I'm not a Demon Slayer stan per se. I really like the aesthetic more than I do the actual lore and the actual like anime itself. Even though I have watched it and I'm and I'm current, um, I, I still mostly like it for the aesthetics and I think their outfits are cute. Um, another piece of nerd merch that I used to own, um, there's a couple of things and this is not anime related, but um, I when I was 13 I had a shirt from Hot Topic because I basically lived in that fucking store. I used to be obsessed with Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, and it was a picture of blue, uh, of blue on it, and the shirt says "Icy Chill." I wore that to my thirteenth birthday, and that birthday is significant because that was my first birthday party in like six years. So, um, definitely love that shirt. And I used to be a huge Hello Kitty fan, and and um, I don't know if you're familiar, but Garden State Plaza, it's in this town called Paramus in New Jersey. They used to have the Sanrio mm-hmm. store, and my father would take me to get stuff for school. So he bought me um, a Hello Kitty backpack that was a messenger bag because I refused to have an actual backpack. I had to have a messenger bag because I wanted to look more mature and and, and, and age appropriate with a fucking Hello Kitty bag. So, <laughs> so like, Listen, I had a messenger bag too. It's all I wasn't good. Playing. I had a Sailor Moon one at some point. Yo, I, I said, one thing these hoes ain't gonna do, y'all not gonna talk shit about me and my stuff. I'm gonna be popping. I'm gonna be cool for school, okay? In fact, too cool for school. So um, those are some of my um, favorite uh, nerd memorabilia that I I previously owned or currently. Nice. Shout out to your dad again. And yeah, that's cool. Have you heard of NamiWare by any chance? I have, but I'm not too familiar. But I might know what it is if it's explained to me. So it's an anime streetwear company. 
and he created some really cool like um tanjiro jackets and it has like it's made of denim Can you send that to me please but it's the same yes. pattern yes yeah i'm gonna send it i'll send it to you but it is super dope um i think he still has he probably still has some available i'm not sure though but he does like limited runs but super dope um and yeah i I feel like I have a um, Yu Hakusho jacket yeah. from him. Like, the quality's really we good. We gotta talk about Yu Hakusho one day, cause Ooh. girl. Oh yeah, Ooh. Karama is my baby father, but I'm a Hiei, but I'm Ooh. a Hiei stand at heart though. I feel you. You know that's fine, cause Karama, he's a he's a um. I feel like he's someone you can depend on a Correct. little bit more. And he's not as volatile. But he, you know, is for the streets. Very much. And we, we stand our short kings, but he's very volatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he, he's the one, you know, every now and then when you need to something. To pop off, he will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like, all right, let's go. But for the day-to-day, you want Karama or, or um, I forgot his and, name. And, and speaking them. of streetwear, mm-hmm. um, are you familiar with mm-hmm. Hypeland? Yeah. So yeah. I'm surprised that Hypeland hasn't done a Kometsu no Yaiba uh, slash Demon Slayer um, um, line yet because I know they just did the Akatsuki edit and they and I think they were selling like the last final stock of that because they were mm-hmm. they had a bunch mm-hmm. of that at Anime NYC and I was going to get it but I'm like child I'm not trying yeah. to drop all this money on no damn puffer even though I literally own every like Akatsuki thing under the sun like I have a, a bucket hat I have a phone case I literally mm-hmm. have a tattoo on my arm just of the the, the design the the um pattern. Um, so mm-hmm. like I'm obsessed with the Akatsuki, but um yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done a Demon Slayer edit yet. But that's something they definitely I feel like they should try to tackle next. I agree, yeah. And actually so I did the um this panel. I moderated a panel at um Anime NYC and Jordan was on it. And so I got to meet him. He's super yes. cool. Yes. And you know, super fun, yeah. And actually yeah, I guess I'll I'll shout it out at the end. The video I just posted it last week. Yeah. Wait, what day were you at yeah, Anime was, NYC? I was there all three days. I was there all three Damn, days. Damn, we even run into each other. Or maybe I, we did. I know. Because I was there on Saturday. Maybe. Okay, yeah. Okay, I had, my panel was at 11 a.m. And I was there, like, pretty much all day. I had purple hair. I didn't dress up. Um, I had on a Dorn by Chi shirt, but that doesn't help because everyone has a Dorn by Chi. Um, which I don't know if you know, too. That's she's also I dope. I need to get some of her um, stuff. I haven't gotten any of her stuff yet, mm-hmm. but I need to work on it. Yeah, but I, I, I follow her on Instagram, I love her stuff. Yeah, Jackie's, yeah, awesome. Jackie's awesome. Um, yeah, her and her stuff's on Hot Topic now, yes. so whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready just, just go on over there. Um, but yeah, no, I agree though. I'm looking, I'm looking at Jordan, like, I really want him to do some Sailor Moon stuff. I want him to do some you hot, yes, well, not you, some um. Um, Demon Slayer stuff. I think he's dropping a, D- a Yuhaku show stuff okay, I need- soon. So I'm really you know, excited I gotta, for that. I yeah. gotta, at the 12th hour when it comes out, you know I gotta be ready. I'm gonna be ready with my bonnet and my credit card. Same. 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 But yeah, but Nami wears, they have some dope stuff. Um, We're doing a Sailor Moon li- I'm doing a Sailor Moon thing with yes! him. Yes! Congratulations! So really excited for that. Period! Yes! But um, they also have like Yu Hakusho stuff, Demon Slayer, Naruto. I want to say some really really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll send you the link though, and I'll drop it in the podcast notes for anyone who is listening. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have any advice for someone who wants to either like found a magazine, get like published in like these amazing outlets, um, 
and you have a podcast that we didn't even get into but Still, i have a, yeah I have a just bunch like... of shit that i started and then didn't finish okay <laughs> like, <it's laughs> and i'm all in due time i'm gonna hold myself accountable for that one but um mm-hmm. unveiled is a different story because um we are living in a world of sesta fosta and it's very difficult mm-hmm. to talk about anything sex related when we have laws that are literally trying to prohibit you from getting funding to do those things um because we live True. in a fucking puritanical society but again whole other podcast um mm-hmm. but one thing i recommend to people is just fucking do it okay like and and anyone can tell you don't do it it's gonna be too expensive it's gonna be too much and about nine times out of ten the person that's telling you that is yourself and one thing you have to do is kind of tell yourself to go sit down somewhere and, and do what you got to do um because i had to, there have been several instances where i would have to tell myself you know what my nigga just chill out like you got this you don't need to be an imposter or feel like you have imposter syndrome over shit that you know you're destined to do. So definitely just get out and do it. I also recommend maximizing all your resources and cold emailing the shit out of people. Even when you feel like they're not going to respond to you, there have been so many people, whether it be celebrities, whether it be PR people, celebrities, whether it be publications, anything that have responded to me. And I was shocked about it. And yeah, maybe it didn't always um, garner the response that I wanted, but it's, I still got a fucking response. And even when you don't get a response, it's still great because you did it. So just being, um, just being open to trying new things and also open to challenging yourself, but not being so caught up in rejection because rejection, honestly, is one of the greatest forms of protection you can have because that means that there's a better opportunity um, that's, that's, that's coming up for you. I think just staying in that and just working towards your goals and just seeing how far you've come and hold, giving yourself great grace, but also credit is very important. Yeah, that is all really good advice. Like I am a big proponent of like cold emails and shooting your shot. Cause like a lot of like the guests I've had on even this show has just been from a, a cold email and it's just like, you know, introduce yourself, be professional and just make your ask. And every so often somebody will say yes. And you're going to be like, what? correct yeah you'd be so surprised Mm -hmm. um yeah that's so true and then like i love too where you're like nine times out of ten it's yourself because every time i hear that um you know you'll hear like people will tell you like oh it's this it's that and i always think it's like someone else because you know there are naysayers but you're so right to say like a lot of the time it's yourself telling you that where it's like oh, I can't do this, oh, this, 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 I have this issue, this, this problem, and I don't have enough money. But it's like, yeah, there's yeah. always a way. Like, the internet, and even if you gotta adjust your plan a little bit, or, you know, collaborate with somebody else, or just, there, there's a way to make anything happen. Amen. Yeah. Um, and then, just like Sailor Moon had her, Sailor Moon says, phrase at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be? So Sailor Cheyenne says... Um, fuck, because I, I feel like I just said mine. But Sailor Cheyenne says, "Be kind to yourself, give grace to yourself, but also be your biggest cheerleader because you are on the precipice of change." Always. I love that. That is the absolute truth, and I think that's perfect. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And what is next for you and where can people find you? What's next for me? Hopefully a damn vacation because baby, <laughs> a nigga been Back. working. But um, <laughs> okay, I'm tired.edu. But like, mm-hmm. um, what's next for me? Uh, 
definitely some rest, but also um, I'm going to start teaching soon. I'm going to start teaching the college course, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also excited to be writing more and just... Um, I'm, I'm trying to do more anime content, but I'm also trying to do more video and podcast content, so I'm thinking about getting back to the podcast game, but doing something more... Um, more universal to the things that I love versus the things that I want to analyze, but still analyzing the things within the things that I love because two things can um, happen at once and be true at once. So I definitely want something that is more intrinsic to who I am as a person versus me doing labor to break them thing, these things down and kind of make them digestible. But yeah, definitely more centering joy, joy centering um, pleasure of all forms, centering just, just, just live a life period. And where can I be found? I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Shymodi. That's C-H-E-Y-M-O double. Excuse me. I've fucked up my own name. Let me start over. It's <laughs> Shymodi. C-H-E-Y-M-O-D-double-E. There we go. Um, so I can be found there. And then I have a link to all my work. That's allmylinks.com slash um, Shymodi. So yeah, um, I'm pretty much on those two spaces and on the interwebs, but you might see me here and there on like YouTube or, or on podcasts and things like that. But all the links, my all my links um link has um all the work that I've done and I continuously add stuff over time. Nice. Yeah, just followed you on Instagram. I was already following you on Twitter. Yay! That's so cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. I love that you're like centering joy in the next stage of your life. It's so important. It's so lovely. Thank you. Um you're welcome. And once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. And you can find me at Miss Old School, Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok at Sailor Victoria. And if you want to check out my panel that I did at Anime NYC, it's on my YouTube, um, which is Sailor Victoria. I think if you just search Black Trailblazers in the anime industry, it should pop up. And yeah, it was a super dope panel with uh, Arthel Izam, who's the first foreigner to own a anime studio in Japan. Um, and he is obviously black. Um, Jordan from Hypeland and three voice actors that you may know from various different anime. AJ Beckles, Zeno Robinson, and Anarius Quinn. I've never said her last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. Oh, and that's it. Thanks for listening, Moonies. And thank you, Cheyenne, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Bye.